Dante Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Dante Greco. Dante was me yours truly. I'm gonna come. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dante Greco Show. It's how do I turn this off? Monday. <laughs> I'm joined once again by Jeremy Scipio. He's the funniest comedian in America. Oh, what? He just oh, got oh. a forty million dollar Netflix deal. And, Speaking uh, of existence, he's, he's here to talk about it. <laughs> How'd you get that deal? <laughs> oh man, if I tell you, I have to kill you, man. <laughs> hey, please, why not? Oh, man. <laughs> what have you been up to? Oh man, nothing much. Uh, man, uh, before I start, I'd like to just say congratulations and or or an order uh, for you. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but uh, you know you. Um, I proposed got recently. I guess. I proposed and it was accepted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, uh, we're we're currently in the same position right now. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I've been spending a year. You know, so uh, you, you you okay? So you are engaged. I'm engaged currently. Yeah. How did it go? How stressful was it to think of something good to do for the proposal? Um, we um we were already uh, going on a trip to Cancun, so. Yeah. Uh, for me, I was looking for just the, the right setting. And uh, I was thinking like waterfalls and stuff, you know, I was trying to come up with something. But um, I saw that they had uh, these uh, um, like uh, glass boat rides. Uh-huh. So so I um, I just went with that one. Uh, but I, I'll be honest with you, once I got to Cancun, I had no idea where I was going to do it. I just knew that if I didn't do it, I was go- I was like kicking myself like you are. Can you tell me? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was thinking like, man, if I don't do it, I'm a bitch. Straight right. Up. <laughs> so I was like, if I come back from Cancun without giving this girl this ring, then I'm, I'm a piece of crap. All right. And uh, so yeah, once I got the clear boat ride, I decided to do it there. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So okay. What about you? I assume she said yes. Um, oh. <laughs> it was lucky for me. It was her birthday weekend. It so like I was like able to convince her to just get dressed up, and we went to go get dinner and i was like oh let's stop off here and take some pictures at sunset you look so beautiful and then uh i had a guy there with a camera waiting he took pictures it was great fantastic glad i did it it did it somewhere meaningful for us uh in the palisades because we like to go there a lot and so it was uh it was fantastic speaking of the palisades i was there this weekend i was at the genesis invitational I got to see Tiger Woods play up close. Are you a, fa- a golf fan at all? Um, I wouldn't say a golf fan, but uh, my first job was a caddy. Uh, and I did that for years. Uh, let me see, from 13 to like uh, 17, I was a caddy. So I'm very familiar with golf. Uh, you know, I followed Tiger Woods' career up until that point. Uh, everybody, you know, being a black guy on a golf course, they'd be like, are you going to be the next Tiger Woods? And <laughs> This is a job, man. But uh, that's still an honor, though. That's still an honor. Yeah, it was cool. I don't even. I never cared about golf before. Mm-hmm. But drop it, Tiger! Got the seat, Tiger. Got to see Tiger miss a putt up close. <laughs> that's like way more exciting than like it seems like on TV. Yeah, it was fun. Honestly, the lifestyle walking around the golf course was fantastic. I felt rich. <laughs> um, so it was cool. God, I'm fucking around with the layouts. Yeah, it was all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting experience. And now uh, I'd like to play golf, but my fiance doesn't want me to because she thinks it takes too much time away. So, man, all the big deals. You you want to know how I got that four hundred million dollar Netflix deal? <laughs> uh, a golf course was involved. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Go say, hey, you want to get a drink to some successful businessman? No, you got to get on the course so let's get into the news it's enough about us nobody cares let's go let's go uh first of all alec baldwin is lucked out because they dropped what is called the gun enhancement charge against uh mr baldwin that would have meant that he had to have been brandishing the weapon in a way that was uh threatening or intimidating and that was the thing that was going to get him a minimum of five years in prison that's uh-huh. now been dropped because he wasn't brandishing it in an intimidating way. It was an accident. Right. 
So now they're saying even if he gets convicted of the other charges, he may face no jail time. He could get like a, a small amount or even probation. How do you feel? Is this a miscarriage of justice? Did you want to see Baldwin go down? Did you want to see his family destroyed and all of his kids orphaned, possibly? Look, man, you're not going to get me to get sympathy for uh, Alec Baldwin. But uh, I understand the complexity of the situation, and I understand how important uh, for all of us uh, the justice system, the, the process, how important it is. This is what it's made for. Specifically, these type of scenarios, not the cut and dry ones, the ones where, you know, we need a, a jury of our peers to come to a conclusion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, um, Alec Baldwin, I, I'd say what bothers me is his confidence in this whole thing, because <laughs> right. he has the confidence of a protected man who knows nothing's going to happen to him. And right. that's that's more scary than, you know, than the trial. You know, it's, 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 it seems like he's protected. He's a ball. Well, that's <laughs> what was shocking was that he was even facing a charge with a minimum of five years to begin with. I didn't think it, it would ever get to this point. No, you got to make it dramatic. You got to make it dramatic. But I wish he would play along because, you know, it, it, it shows that, you know, that nepotism is the is the real victor in all scenarios. Yeah. And it sounds like. I don't know. It could be money involved as well. Yeah. Well, apparently, I mean, in this case, the DA just uh, it seems like they overcharged him. They picked something that wasn't even a law until seven months after the shooting had occurred. Oh, really? Oh, that's funny. So they 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 were trying too hard to go for it. Um, I never really thought he would be put in jail. Like you can't put Alec Baldwin in jail for an accident that happens on a movie set. I've decided I've been thinking about this a lot like the industry you work in the industry yeah the the industry is like would be up in arms because yeah a lot of people hate Alec Baldwin but at the same time you know Keanu Reeves all these people that make these action movies with guns they've got to be watching this case very closely because that could be their life on the line next yeah but you know um it's kind of like the same way i feel about the, the r kelly uh situation because Alec baldwin's obviously r kelly no i'm kidding yeah. uh, <laughs> but in a sense of oh we we sit here and blame the biggest target but it's really about the process that that went into it like the people around him you know obviously this is uh you know well you know a prop uh, you know i've worked in the art department before so i understand but just props and uh, how the the handling of props on set um, you know, I think it's something that we need to bring attention to regardless. You know, like we should be laid back about weapons being on set ever. Like and then they already have strict things in place. But when people aren't doing their job to the fullest, you know, mistakes happen. And I will say that this is a, is a mistake. I will say that. Um, and I say that the reason why I brought the R. Kelly thing is because of the, um, you know, the people around him, the mistakes of the people around him allowed whatever happened with him to continue on for so long. Oh, you're talking about all the R. Kelly's uh, yes men and and people around him allowed him to keep doing teenagers? Yeah. But but my point is that, um, you know, like, let's let's bring more attention. I play Alec Baldwin shouldn't be the only one tried, uh, you know, and uh, because if someone holds you a loaded weapon and say pointing at this camera, you know, and you shoot through the camera, you know, that could be, um, what's, what's the term? Uh, I'm lost on, on um, my stuff, but, but, uh, I remember watching Chucky. This is a funny reference. Chucky, um, three child's play three. Sure. And, um, R Kelly child's play. What's with you today? So I, love I love references. I love references. Um, child's play three. Uh, they were on his, uh, there was, uh, they were in like some type of like boys camp and they were playing like a uh, paintball. Right. But the mm-hmm. weapons were real. I don't think this is possible in real life, but he changed the paint uh, balls into like actual bullets. Oh, so yeah. when the kids were shooting each other, they were shooting live rounds at their friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, that yeah. that's that's Chucky doing that. And right. the people who And he was never he was never charged. <laughs> he was sentenced to death. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I I do understand the complexity of the situation. And uh I'm looking I, forward to see what happens. I mean, look, if it was care- he was careless, apparently he didn't double and triple and quadruple check the gun. We've been over this over I mean, time and time again. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
at the same time, just the stress of the possibility of jail time and having to face these charges and, of course, the lawsuits that are going to be coming or have already come. I mean, he's already sued people. Uh, he's going to come out. You know how, like, a president ages dra- rapidly in, uh-huh. once, they're, once they're in office? Like, he's going to come out looking like that. He's going to come out looking 85 years old when this is all yeah. said and done. Alec Baldwin is going to work, man. He, yeah. He's, you know, I seen Beetlejuice not too long ago. And I yeah. was like, this dude, he's going to work. So if he oh, no. does age and stress, you know, this is going to add to the legacy that is, you know, the co- you know the complexity that is Alec Baldwin. You know? He went right back to work, by the way. Uh, oh, really? He's working now? He was working all year, kind of like what you were saying. <laughs> with like He wasn't taking it seriously enough. He, he went back to his podcast. He was working. He See, did. I didn't even know that. That's what I'm saying, man. Look, take some time. Be more. You know, I say that's the thing that if you want to say something that bothers me is his confidence in this yeah. sucks. It sucks. It shows that he doesn't take the justice system seriously. And why should he? He's a Baldwin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, at the end of the day, you know. They definitely, they definitely put a scare into him. That's for sure. Hey, listen, I want to get your opinion on this because I saw this. It pissed me off. Uh-huh. Uh Chloe Kardashian and I'm already mom, pissed off already. No, they, did, they did a photo shoot. And I'm sitting here looking at Chloe Kardashian. Who is she kidding? Who does she think she is in these photos? Can you see these photos? Uh, yeah, that's man. Oh, she's she, she thinks she's Tyra Banks or she's Beyonce. Yes. Like, what yeah. the fuck is this is outrageous. I know they always accuse the Kardashians of uh, blackfishing, but <laughs> I've never seen anything this blatant. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, man, you know, happiness is, a, is, is expensive. And uh, what you don't spend in your body, you probably don't have to spend in therapy. And yeah. she looks like she needs both. So, no, okay. <laughs> right. but you know what, though? I mean, if that's what makes her happy, I don't know. But you're absolutely right. This is, this is a, this is not Chloe. No, it's not. That's not the person that we. we, we Do you think know. that she? Well, we don't know where that person is anymore. That person disappeared like ten years ago. Um, the person that we knew as Chloe Kardashian, she can't. But it's missing. It's it's on brand though. I don't know. Like you know, like that's Kylie is the same way. Uh, you know, Kim. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. Think she ever went to this extent. Listen, but. normally what they'll do is they'll put a filter on. Okay, like a like a like a tinting filter, and people get pissed off at them. This is like to He's me full blown, and I, I mean that's what they call it, right? What do you? Th- I've heard that term before. It's apparently when you're. I mean, I I understand the concept, and you know they talk about appropriation. Yeah. Um. You know, but it's to me, it's the fact that it, it comes. This is this is the source, like they. The Kardashian brand has made so much money off of this concept. Um, you know, it's not strange area, gray area for them. It's like if they don't do this, I don't know how long their empire lasts. But yeah. with her specifically, you know, I guess the insecurities associated with you know her getting uh, cheated on from by Tristan Thompson, you know, um, yeah. you know whatever. And you know, there there it is. That's the mastermind. You know, like hey, do this so you can get. More money, more looks, more. Know. If she, she looks, don't, she doesn't get attention. So she looks like George Michael here, like or like. <laughs> what fishing? Center. What fishing is that? Yeah. <laughs> That's gay fishing, I guess. Yeah, but then and, you know what you call it? Uh, you know, um, Caitlyn Jenner. You know, like the insecurities that lead you to make that decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's there's so much insecurity in that family that this is on brand. I can't imagine. I think I think Chloe's making just a, a comment man, like, you know, wait, wait. I, I think Chloe is just a, a little <laughs> too comfortable here. <laughs> she does look like she's trying to be Beyonce. You know what I mean? Like she's, <laughs> she's spending time, you know, she's with Tristan. And she thinks like, oh, OK, I can just you know, do a dress or whatever. It's like, I don't, it's too much. And what pisses me off even more is no one cares about this. I was trying to get this started on social media over the weekend. I was trying to like kick up a firestorm and nobody cared i guess we're all just so used to it i mean nothing's gonna yeah. happen and it's also hard to say black fishing too because there's like this uh assumption of what's like a beauty standard that is not fully real it's like an, it's an accumulation of ideas that people put in their head. like for example you have little kim who was beautiful young beautiful black you know woman and but she didn't see it that way 
And yeah. she kind of became this thing over time that looks similar to this, you know. So that's not necessarily black fishing. It's just it's this I need to look as close to Michael Jackson as possible thing. <laughs> I wish somebody had gotten to little Kim before it well it went downhill like that. I mean, God, she looked she was fine. Yeah. yeah, she was like a standard of beauty. I don't understand how you can look at yourself and not think. Now I ain't gonna say Chloe was, but I. Right. <laughs> but this is this is this is. Um, I think a mental evaluation is in order, and if it's if she's fine that way, then I, I'm fine. But. I don't even know how it must feel to walk around as that. Like, you know, like if you're ever wearing like a costume or something for Halloween and it's got parts on it, like it must feel like a Frankenstein or something walking around with a giant fake ass and your face all weird and like pulled back and all that shit. You know, like. When do you stop is the question. Like, or is it. Jeremy, they they can never stop. Is that like a whole tax write-off because it goes into her business? Like it's, it's like, yes. every year they have to have a certain amount of surgery. <laughs> write-off, yeah. Yeah, you know, right off her booty. It's like, you know, like this is for the brand. Like it's, it's true. You know, with your in medical insurance, you get like a couple thousand dollars a year to use on like uh I remember my dentist told me that. Like you can like, you know, have some work done. You got some money to use with your, your thing. They can just always get work done. But also honestly, you can never stop because you can never fix and never go back to what your face looked like or your body or whatever. You're always going to have to have a surgical change. So long, long as she doesn't have, <laughs> I'm no doctor, but as yeah. uh, long as she doesn't have body dysmorphia, right. Um, she can do what she wants. <laughs> very generous of you to assume that she does not. <laughs> as long as she, I'm not, a, I can't run around with that diagnosis. Uh, but you know, if the um, booty fits, if the Beyonce wig is attached. I don't know. I wish there was more people angry about this. Like I, <laughs> you wish just more people angry. <laughs> I just this one was so like blatant. Like, come on, stop <laughs> yeah. it. See, that's the thing is they try to wear the black woman's skin. Yeah, but you cannot wear the black woman's oppression. <laughs> you sit here and profit off of black woman dollars, huh? Who are you, Tyler Perry, huh? Hey, I'm turning this show over to you for the rest of the show. Okay, just whatever you want to say. Go ahead. You think this is a hat? <laughs> this is a mood. No. <laughs> How come you don't have a podcast? Jeremy? Oh, don't. Uh, you know what? I'm starting right after this. I'm starting right after this. And you, you Can are I come on? Oh, bro, come on, man. Come on, man. You are, but you are inspiration, though. I, of I told you. Of course, of course. Listen, we have the same birthday. Yeah, man. You know who else has the same birthday? It's not Hitler this time. You're about to say, don't do that again. um, (laughs) You got me last time. Blueface. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And we got to rescue him. Somebody's got to rescue him from Christian Rock. I can't, like, it's such a toxic relationship. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't want to comment on other people's relationships and stuff, but it just, it occurred to me. Poor guy has to be broken out like he's in a cult. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, You know, they, they are redefining uh toxic relationships because you it's like they should have a show called you think you're in a toxic relationship (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like yeah like you know he hits her but she's like but i can take a punch it's like well okay and they say it like so matter of fact yeah i heard about the chris brown thing was that that what you're going into yeah 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 they they um or blueface respond or chris brown was like why is everybody mad at me for something i did 17 years ago but they'll watch Blueface and krishan beat each other up and tune in and love it chris please shut the fuck up (laughs) bro just don't talk though you are talented you've already chris brown had the rihanna's and not happen i really think he would be three times as more famous you know on his pedestal but Mm. you know whatever he he's getting he's gotten by and is getting by when you get away with something like that you know just just shut up um right don't drag other people down with you right um yeah don't, man it, don't it, bring it up either <laughs> to yeah. remind people yeah man. yeah well anyways yeah. just as an aside i was thinking that hey are you jeremy Scipio? Mm-hmm. Going to comedian, uh, are you going to pay for Meta 
premium, so you can get a blue check mark. Do you have one? No, I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, I really believe I, I could have gotten one. I, th- I, I think I still can. But when that news came out, that made me go, man, like it's really cheapening the, um, well, the, the experience is already cheap. Yeah. Uh, putting value on social proof, like an actual monetary value. You you watch uh, Black Mirror? Yeah. Uh, you know that episode with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard? Real quick. Uh, uh, sorry. That's what Khloe Kardashian looks into. <laughs> I don't know. That that, no, no. I... <laughs> okay. Yo, yo you definitely can write. Thank you. Sure. You can write. <laughs> um, okay, I'm sorry. What were you saying? That was it. Was a good joke. I'm not lying. That's funny. I'm I'm gonna steal it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, a, a Black Mirror that episode with uh, I forgot what it's called, but basically, her was virtually a, considered an Instagram account, and you know your followers. It, it's uh, basically like your credit score too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you, certain things you can do, or in society, a certain place you can't even go into unless you're credit your 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 following your credit score your social media score is high enough you know mm. and you know because basically she it created like this fake reality where people were basically being overly nice to each other they had to say certain things and if you didn't people could rate you and your score would drop mm-hmm. Your, mm-hmm. your actual value the amount of money you had your social proof who you were valued based upon every microtransaction i think something like this uh, like verification, which means you get priority on who sees your your social media. This is the beginning of that to where if you don't have any social standing, if you don't have the the first class seats on the ride that is social media, you may cease to exist. You might not be able to buy certain things or go in certain places yeah. in our society. So I, I'm not in favor of this at all. They, they say, by the way, that that's already happening in China. I've tried to look for, you know, some clear evidence of how that all works in terms of like you can't get on a plane if your score, your social credit score drops or you can't, you know, take out money from the bank or whatever. Uh, I want to see some more clear evidence of that. But I agree with you. I don't Mm -hmm. like what this is a harbinger of. However, I got to admit, I love it because I pay for the Twitter blue. You know, I'm I'm a news site. And uh, yeah. a professional podcast. So I needed that. And it looks way better than just me tweeting stuff out. The blue mm-hmm. check mark still holds some power. And even when I see other people tweeting out with the blue check mark, I give it a little bit more respect. Now, sometimes I'll click on the profile and I'll be like, oh my God, this is just a, a guy. You know, it's just some guy that's paying for Twitter blue. He's not really anybody to listen to, but it helps definitely and so i like it and honestly i will be getting the check mark at least for instagram from that i will pay for it well what happens when majority of the people have the blue check mark well listen it'll look it, it honestly it just looks better whether the majority of people do or don't have the blue check mark it looks better I can't deny it looks more legitimate. And especially for me, I'm so pissed off because for years at TMZ, you know, I was a legitimate. I have a press pass. I'm a card carrying member of the media, Mm -hmm. legitimate media job. And Instagram would never approve me or one of my coworkers. We requested it so many times. I sent them clips of me doing interviews and on the show and articles written with my name in them and all that stuff. All their requirements, they never did it. So, you know somebody, I yeah, exactly nepotism, man. That's yeah. what the. That's, I always say the the Hollywood letters should be replaced with nepotism. Right. Yeah. I wish I knew somebody. Yeah, you know me now. I got I wish, you. I wish Jeremy Scipio could do something for me. God damn it! No, but- I know I know some people, but I I I literally have this rebel in me where I'm just like I'm gonna do it legitimately, and you know, then- Jeremy, it's not gonna happen. 
<laughs> they're no longer going to that's the thing now unless you like huge unless that 40 million dollar netflix deal is, was real they're not going to just give it to you anymore i think that the way it's going and you see with elon musk now like yeah. everything is weighted in pri to, to prioritize twitter blue subscribers you know, they're yeah. not going to just be like, yeah, sure, we'll verify you. You're a real person now. Like the whole system is in flux. You're going to have to pay for it. Just spring for the 12 bucks, at least for a few months. See how you see how you like it. See how it feels to have that blue check mark next to Jeremy comedy on Instagram. Yeah. It, 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 but, you know, it just sucks that it's turning Instagram into Netflix. You know, like you, you have this subscription, you know, yeah. can, you, can, you, can you share your password with other I was, people? I was going to ask, you want to split it? Yeah, let's do it. I'll go half. Yeah, <laughs> was eleven ninety nine. That's yeah. cool. But but you know, yeah, uh, five ninety nine. Four, four, Fourteen ninety nine for uh, this is what annoys me though. The one thing that annoys me eleven ninety nine if you're uh, just using it for your desktop. Which who is on social media on their computer unless they're also on their phone, uh, and fourteen ninety nine if you got to use it on your iPhone. So. Yeah, that made me feel like them bootleggers that be in your DMs, like, hey, you want to buy a blue check? Mark? It probably was right. They probably yeah. had the plug, you know. But it's yeah, true. that's crazy. Yeah, so, uh, but you know what? It's a business expense. You could just write it off. All right. Harry and Megan. Harry and Megan. Are you, uh, where do you, where do you come down on the Harry and Meghan thing? Are you a fan? Um, did you buy his book Spare? Did you watch the Netflix doc? Man, the moment they stopped being royalty meant that we should have stopped paying attention. You guys are now regular people. Uh, <laughs> well, you didn't want your, uh, your real royal lineage. Neither do we. We don't want you. We want, we want kings and queens, damn it. Right. You are. You you want to feel this mediocrity? I need you to be regular. I need you to pay for your own damn check mark, Harry and Megan. You know, take that shit away. You can't say like, "Hey, you know, we don't want to be part of this," and then you go like, "Well, by the way, keep paying attention to us." But you know, I'm I'm also being very facetious. I mean, if they're making money off of their name, then so be it. Yeah. Well, so South South Park did this whole episode. I haven't actually watched the episode, but it was like a brutal mockery of harry and megan and you know made them look like uh idiots it's about how they're on this worldwide we want privacy tour but the <laughs> media tour promoting it yeah not far from the truth yeah you see the the little still shots here we want our privacy stop looking at us south park quietly has some brilliant episodes it's amazing that they're able to still be uh as controversial uh potty humor and have moments like this i haven't even seen the episode but i'm all for it uh you know i mean you know it, it, it does it does suck that uh you know because I'm, I'm like this obviously is you know both of us we want to be you know star entertainers imagine um you know they mocking us one day <laughs> you know i would, I would kill for that <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, you know, Star uh, it was a uh, uh, I say Star uh, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, South Park do it again. Does it again? Yeah. Yep. Well, the the thing is, Harry and Meghan are now. There's talk that they might sue South Park. Oh, oh it, yes. it says uh, it says here, Harry and Meghan's lawyers are casting an eye over animated sitcom South Park. A royal commentator has claimed. After it launched a series of attacks against the couple, now it has been suggested the broadcast may have legal ramifications with the Sussex's lawyers. They just don't get it. Here's the problem with Ari and Megan to me. They so desperately want us all to take them seriously as mm -hmm. humanitarians, as important cultural figures, as people of influence who make a difference. They don't understand. They're trying too hard. A little bit of humor would go a long way. A little bit of self-awareness and yes. being like, you know what? They got us. South yep. Park, that was a funny episode. Suing people who make fun of you is never the right move. It just adds to the story, and there's going to be a sequel episode. I mean, they, they, South Park is so good at this part that it's better to not play with them like that. Like, like you said, just have that moment. You know, Maybe you can get a voice acting role. But, uh, <laughs> exactly how about that because right because harry was begging for voiceover roles for her um 
Yeah, how about <laughs> all the guys from South Park? You know what? We're gonna come in. We're gonna do a. We're gonna do a, a follow up episode. We'll yeah. join. I'm like, hey, if you really want, I need work, man. If you want somebody to play me, I can play me better than that person. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say all the stupid stuff. I'll, you know, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, so, humility. You're right. They they don't get it. They their their problem. I've said this before. Is that they show up and they think that we all think they're important. And then when we are just like, ah, you know, not really a big deal. You're not in line to be the king and you're not part of the royal family anymore, like you said. And, uh, you know, you might do some nice charity work here and there, but it's too much of like showing up and like looking at all of us like, well, are you going to applaud? If you're not royal, then you have to be talented. If you're not talented, you have to shut up and get in the back of the line. That's just exactly. how we do. That's how we do here. Exactly. USA, USA, <laughs> capitalism. That's something, that's something that Megan didn't realize when she went over there. And, uh, you know, look, she put up with a lot of shit from the British media. They were not kind to her, of course. But she thought that I think I think she thought everyone was just going to be like, oh, well, she's a, a, a duchess. So, you know, we have to respect her. Like, no, you still got to win the people over. They're not going to just like you just because of uh, your your title anymore. Yeah, I think everybody wants the cake and eat it too. You know what I'm saying? Like you want, you really want the best of both worlds. Um, you know, but you you know you deal with the hand. Uh, you know, you, you play with the hand that you're dealt with. You know, so like I said, if they want to make money off of their name. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? But there's too many uh, parody laws and stuff in place for you to sue South like. South Park, they, they got a whole department prepared for suing. Matter of fact, they probably don't even revisit an idea unless somebody tries to sue them. Right. <laughs> That's true. At this stage, and they have so much money and they've generated so much money from Comedy Central. I mean, what is um, what, what's that lawsuit going to do anyway? You know, it's satire. It's so stupid yeah. to even float it because it's satire anyway, yes. right? That's protected speech. Am I, am I wrong? I believe so. I believe this is correct. I mean, like I said, I know parody law. I know, because I even know legally what I'm in bounds of, you know what I mean? Like, you know, from what I'm told, you know, so, you know, you because they have such things as entertainment lawyers. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know, you need to know what you can and can't say or do whatever, you know. I see one of our commenters saying that the IRS is looking into the fake charity now, missing millions. This is something I speculated about before, Jeez. was... Um, when I saw that they were charging like a million dollars a plate for a dinner at a gala earlier this year, I was like, what is this a money laundering operation? What's going on? <laughs> By the way, this is satire. Ah, yeah. You got to say allegedly, allegedly, uh... <laughs> allegedly just my speculation. I'm going to have to look more into this IRS thing. Cause that is interesting, but yeah, you are an could... official news source. So that's true. I have a, I have a check Mark. Um, <laughs> This is uh, all I'm saying is they could have saved themselves a lot of headache and heartache by just playing the game a little bit. That's just how you, it's what you got to do, whether you're the president and the president's family or whether you're uh, in the royal family. Yeah, you know, right. Chasing that, um, you know, I guess people's emotions get the best of them. And I mean, if you if you have if you have the backup to sue, I guess that's cool, but I don't. I don't know how that's ever going to go over well. Yeah. Do you know who Tom Sizemore is? No. Who's Tom Sizemore? He's an actor. He was in Saving Private Ryan. He was in uh, some other movies. His career is kind of taking a nosedive. Had a lot of drug and alcohol problems. Anyways, he's in critical condition. He had an aneurysm. Oh, man. We don't know what's going to happen to him. I bring this up only because I, I, I met him once. Years ago when I was uh, TMZ and I interviewed him. Mm -hmm. And then after the interview, I was kind of hanging out with him and talking to him. You know, I was just like being friendly and stuff. And um, then he turns to me and he goes, uh, are you gay? And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know if he was like saying it because he wanted me to be or if he wanted to make sure if I, he could keep talking to me. I don't know what was going on. You know, I was just trying to be a good representative of the company. And he thought I was gay. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a great question if you were curious. So I mean, you never. I mean, it's, it's so direct. But so. then he he asked for my number. Oh well, that's even more direct. Uh, 
I mean, does he, does he, is he gay? Does he have a history? Of- Not that I know of, but he looks at me. He strikes me as one of those Charlie Sheen types where, like, you know, they get enough in them and they just get sexual. They don't care whether it's gay, straight, you know, they'll just do whatever. Wait, so you had uh, a camera satire? This is this is satire, by the way. Um, <laughs> there was the whole setup, and he turns to say, "Are you gay?" Oh no, no. After I'd interviewed him, you know, okay, TMZ, okay. I, it was just a camera and me. Well, so, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Gonna... Like, if he said it into the camera, then that's that's you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, hey, it's so, so, so nice to meet you. You're like, yeah, are you gay? Yeah, <laughs> like uh, I gave him my number, and then for like weeks afterward, I was like, why did I do that? Tom Sizemore is like a drug maniac, like out of control guy. He's always in and out of trouble. I don't need Tom Sizemore calling me. Did he reach out to you? He never did, as far as I can tell. Okay. I mean, but anyway. yeah. <laughs> sorry to hear that. I mean, you know, so hope he gets better. Hope, yeah. hope he pulls through. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me see what else we got. What's up with you anyway? Tell me so- something. Up with me. Um, uh, this wedding looming over my head. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. I have um, doing San Diego soon. Um, stand up comedy. Uh, I'm not yeah. smashing San Diego. Um, right. And uh, also have Memphis, Tennessee coming up in April. So, yeah. Um, I'm at Comedy Store tonight. Um, I uh, got some film offers. Um, which I'm looking forward to. I have to really dig into my acting bone. Uh, I have this film that I shot in, in June that I'm really looking forward to. would really like to get a date on that. Um, I went to a, a Netflix premiere recently for this thing, Outer Banks. And oh, yeah. it kind of got, got me excited. I was like, man, I, I, I wonder what, you know, what my premiere is going to look like for this, you know, this um, film. It's called Night of the Hunted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just I just want to see what it looks like if it comes out and I saw a little bit little clip of it in December because you know I, I'm very critical on actors so right. <laughs> I was like yo I can't my actors trash and I gotta eat my words but I was actually right. impressed I was like oh man I pulled it off so I want I can't wait for the world to see a little something can I come to the premiere I, absolutely you know I mean I would I would love you know be there I just I guess I just hope I hope it's Netflix I hope it's yeah. Something noteworthy, you know. Someone will pick it up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the, the the director's last project is on Netflix, so I'm hoping this one is too. So um, that's great, and I hope that it does get picked up. I have a good feeling about it, mm-hmm. basing it on absolutely nothing except my experiences with you. I think you know they'll see that and they'll say this guy's good. Let's let's get him on uh, Netflix or uh, Prime, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so last night were the Baftas. Those are the British Academy oh. Awards, basically. Okay. And I like to do a thing because, you know, uh, Austin Butler from Elvis? Yeah. I like to check every time he wins an award. I like to check and see if he's still doing the accent. Accepted <laughs> speech. Because he's had a problem with that. So let's let's check in on that real quick here. Okay. That's so weird. Uh, were you a method actor when you made your film? No, uh, but I do look forward to method acting at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing, nothing dangerous. You didn't get stuck <laughs> into an accent forever, like some Twilight Zone weird thing, like uh, Austin Butler's enduring right now. I had to pretend to be hotter than I actually am. That was oh, my only method acting. That's tough. <laughs> All right, let's watch this. BAFTA goes to Austin Butler. Wow, this is this is truly extraordinary. Okay, he's already doing it. You hear that? Yeah. Wow, <laughs> this is truly extraordinary, dude. This ain't Memphis. Ah, that's funny. You're in London. <laughs> um, thank you all so much. Thank you, BAFTA, for this tremendous honor. To my fellow nominees, I'm, I'm in awe of you. I, I am so, so grateful for all these times that we've been able to spend together. Brendan, you're right there. I love you. Um, I, man, this is amazing. I'm really trying to take everything in and be really- Did you prepare to win? 
you know, yeah, right. He's been winning. That kind of pisses me off. I'm really trying to take everything in and be present. Like, do that when you get off stage, asshole. This is the acceptance speech. You know, keep it moving. The other one doesn't want to sit there and watch you have a moment unless you're saying something interesting. <laughs> Has anyone ever done that? Just get up on stage and just stare at the audience and hold the award and then just leave? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know if that's happened, but I would. I, I'm not going to pretend I don't understand stage fright. Now, if that's actually what he's doing, probably not. But, you know, it kicks in randomly. It's not like this one. Jeremy, like, it's all part of the performance. You're it right. goes every oh my god, I can't believe that I want wow, I'm in awe of you. <laughs> yeah. <Brandon. laughs> yeah, he did he did stand there and just like like literally there is like dead silence. And it's just like, come on, man, we got a show to get to, baby. Yeah, and like you've been to how many awards so far, and you know what's gonna happen. Like, this is what's boring people out of award shows, also. Forget about the political thing. Everyone's always making the political statements that pisses people off. Okay, fine. It's like this fake getting up for every award and being like, oh, I can't believe like everyone has Taylor Swift syndrome. They just <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see the Elvis movie? I did. Did you think it was good? I enjoyed it. Um, it was. Uh, it, they it kept moving. You know, it was flashy. It was kind of. It was very synthetic in a way. But like, I can't say I didn't enjoy it. What do you think? I haven't seen it yet. Not gonna lie. Okay, well, listen. I beat, as I said, the trailers. The trailers didn't move me. No. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a particular type of movie. Tom Hanks is the real. I don't want to say issue because I liked it. I liked how over the top he was, but um, like the real guy that Tom Hanks was playing, Colonel Tom Parker. If you ever watched an interview with him, he just kind of has a fake accent, you know. Even though he was Dutch or something, but Tom Hanks in the movie sounds like Pope Benedict or something. You know? <laughs> and he just keeps going. He's white. He's white. So. Well, they I'm pretty sure they knew they had to hit that that political note or that movie was not going to sell. Yeah. <laughs> they could, you can't avoid that in these times. There are but, so many uh, calculations that go into making a movie these days. But I did uh, I did like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody more than I expected to. So mm. I, I hope to have a similar experience with this. I don't want to be disappointed. That one I didn't see. That one everyone was talking about the fake teeth. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit. You know, when people play up your your attributes, and you be like, "Man, is that really me?" You know, like <laughs> I, know. I mean, it was like it was there, but it wasn't like, yeah, I agree with that. That was a lot. Thank God, <laughs> Freddie Mercury was dead. He, you know, he might have been very vain. Been like, oh, <laughs> what I look like, actually. <laughs> Let's just see if he's got any more funny moments of uh, speaking. I um, you know, I, I, I've got. So many people I want to thank. All right, come on. And I want to thank Doug Wald and Alex and Katie. He used to tell me every day, he'd say, it's going to be every day. 18 to 42 years old. And of course, they must not televise this award show. He's been up there a long time and we've been the <laughs> Like, that's way too long. Okay, so the real reason well, you, I. Oh, yeah, what, what were you going to say? Well, you know, Dante. Um, I didn't expect for you to interview me today. It was such an honor from the bottom of my heart. I don't know. I just want to thank God and my mother. I, I just want to take a moment <laughs> to take your thanks in. Wow. I just want to be present while you thank me. Oh my God. It's extraordinary. Um, Real reason I brought up the Baptist was also this woman Ariana DeBose. She okay. did the intro, intro number, I guess, and like Twitter hates her now. Mm. It's weird because to me this seems like it would be right up Twitter's alley, but they don't like it. Uh, she, she she was in um, uh, West Side Story. She won an Oscar for that, I believe. Okay. And now she was hosting the BAFTAs or, or performing, doing doing the opening number, you know, where they name check every celebrity. And apparently uh -huh. people online hate it. So let's take a look uh -huh. at that. The category is Outstanding. 
Stanley, thank you. Charlotte Wells, we love Alpha Sun. Georgia Haley, Fuji's the one. Elena, Maya, the Teamwork Grants. Good luck to you, Katie Grant. Electric Nanadez, Marie Girl, what a slay. Dandy Powell without fellowship. Full Street Wink and you get to the sip. All the ladies in the room, supporting and leading. All here, I presume. Hong Chao, Dolly D. Carrie and Carrie with the C. Dave Emma, I'm so fond. Anna Girl, you were great in love. Danielle D, you broke my heart. Michelle, I loved you from the start. Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis, my woman came. Blanche Kate, you're a genius. And Jamie Lee, you are all of us. Okay. Uh -huh. All right. I think I see what the problem is. Maybe. I mean, this is my problem. This like positivity thing. I'm like, you were great. And you were great. Like the awesome, the award shows are supposed to be a little bit of a roast, aren't they? Um, I think traditionally going back to, you know, the whole Dean Martin and uh, you know, Sinatra stuff, I think those are just traditions that were born from that. Um, and I think that's what we like, you know. Um, this is the wrong crowd for this, and it's because I, I'll be honest with you. Let's let's be real. Look at that room. And where where, where was this film? By the way, this is this is in uh, I'm assuming London, London, the, the British Academy Awards. So they have no rhythm. They don't like <laughs> you, you. See me? I don't like this crap. But I immediately just start doing this naturally. You're playing, you playing? Yeah. I'm saying these people are stiff. They're like, eh. Like, yeah. I, eh, eh. You know. So. Yeah, that was just a bad call. I mean, you know, like I always have this saying, like, you can't bomb at church. That's just a bad church. Right. You know what I'm like, so, you know, y'all supposed to, if that was a child, they would have did a little something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or, or not. And that would have been even funnier. Everyone's sitting there like, <laughs> okay, this is pleasant, I guess. Uh, someone's saying it's too upbeat and it's serious there. And she's out of breath a lot. Well, that's true, too. I mean, she didn't. Well, it's clearly it. not her talent. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, if it, you know, uh, it's a lot of things are working parts, and everybody has to do their part and work together, you know. So the crowd, whoever's call it was, they didn't assess the crowd. You know, it happens. I get asked to do like sometimes I get asked to do events where I'm like, like sometimes they'll be like, "Hey, um, we need you to be clean, right?" And right. I hear the, the people who are saying it, but then I'll assess the crowd and I'm like, let me give them a little something. It don't have to be me cursing or nothing crazy, but I, I know this crowd don't want this crap that's being forced down their throat. So I have to right. adjust. She doesn't have that skill set nor that freedom. So I, I feel sorry for her. And the edit, whoever edited is also cool. <laughs> I mean the the audience the audience is giving her absolutely nothing. Look at these people just sitting there like, okay, let's get to the show, please. If the audience is giving you nothing, why would the editor show the crowd? Like, don't show the crowd. That's pain. That's even more painful. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, because everyone was being such a jerk, she deleted her Twitter today. She should. She's, she should no no like, delete delete your Instagram. Keep your Twitter active. <laughs> Oh, cuss that whole empire out. <laughs> Honestly, it's horrible. Award shows are almost at the point of being irredeemable because they just don't. It's like they double down on everything that people don't like about award shows. Ooh. Every year, articles are written like, hey, this sucks, and here's why it sucks, and here's why people aren't watching. And then the next year, they're just like, well, we're going to do it even more. But you, you know what, though? Like, you need these type of moments because, to be honest with you, I didn't know the Baptist happened. And, you know, I like you said, to have the dude who played Elvis win an award. I mean, I was like, I call it Oscar bait anyway. I mean, the only thing that's the only thing that makes people want to tune in is moments like this. These awkward like, you know, like they they with the Will Smith situation. You know, what I mean, like the people it showed a big spike in ratings the moment that he did, you know, did that to Chris Rock. Um, did somebody do a, like a meme or something of. Will Smith walking up on her and slapping her or something. That no, but that's, that's a great idea. I mean, <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> if, if you're if you're into domestic violence, I should say that's a great idea. Well, technically it's in public, so no. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's uh, yeah. I don't know. You know what? I'm a positive person. Truly, I'm a mm -hmm. I'm a I'm an optimist. You know, mm -hmm. but 
I also believe that there's too much positive, fake positivity in yeah. our culture. And there's too much empowerment now. Like the pendulum has swung a little too far. We need a little wow. less empowerment, a little more ball busting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Ariana Anna, or Ana de Armas is sitting there being like, really? I was great in Blonde. Then like, how come everyone says it was the worst movie ever made? And I'm simultaneously up for eight Razzie Awards this year to my one Oscar nomination. You know? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I mean, but that's cool. We have things like the Razzies, you know, to, yeah. to, to bring balance to the force. Hey, I heard you might get nominated for a Razzie for your uh, upcoming performance. Is that... That's the buzz. I would love to be nominated for the Razzies. It would be an honor. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Extraordinary. Do you... It was... um. Was that the same year I think Holly Berry won the Oscar for something? She also Mon got a, Monsters Ball. And she won the Razzie for Catwoman. Is that the same year? I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And she, she, showed, she showed up for both. Yeah, and that's how you do it. You don't threaten to sue the Razzies. Exactly. <laughs> Megan should. Megan and Harry can learn from Holly Berry. <laughs> we all can learn from Holly Berry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're engaged. Me too. <laughs> Good call. That's funny. <laughs> um, all right. Is there anything else big going on that we need to cover? Let me just see if there's any breaking news. You know, we're America's number one most trusted news source. We have to be on top of it here. Uh, like or anything you want to say. Is there anything like you got, uh, you know? Th this rumor reunion between uh, Ye and Adidas. Um I think uh, the interesting thing, you know, first of all, uh, you know, Adidas made it very clear that they couldn't work with Kanye due to his anti-Semitic views. Um, Kanye made it very clear that he was trying to get out of Adidas anyway. He also made it, he said, I can, I can say anti-Semitic things and they won't drop me. So the fact that Adidas dropped him and it sticks their, their, the words um, shows that there's some, um, you know, my my uh, my fiance actually brought this up. She was like, "Yeah, she was like, see, everybody's fake. <laughs> they both fake." <laughs> you know, I think it's still too soon for them to consider. I know they've been sitting and waiting. Like, okay, listen, people are gonna forget about the Kanye thing. You know, Hitler, whatever. Uh, and then we can just slowly, quietly bring him back in. But it's too soon. They might have to wait till next year. They're gonna have to eat a big loss. I think. If they wait till next year, there may be no Adidas. They might get bought out by freaking Apple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, if somebody wants to buy Adidas, your opportunity is coming very soon. <laughs> I mean, if they could, the problem with Adidas is like they don't have a public spokesman or something. Like, they need some person who can come out and speak for them and be like, hey, hey, everybody, Adidas here, listen. A lot of child labor and, you know, misery went into making these shoes. And it would be really unfair to all those people in sweatshops overseas if we didn't at least sell these shoes, you know. So, like, let's just forget Kanye was involved and, like, we don't need to say these are Yeezys, but can we just sell the shoes and, like, all agree that this isn't anti-Semitic? That's what they need. They need someone that can pull off that message. Yeah, it's it's a hard one though. Um, I definitely agree, uh, but I think that, uh, like you said, timing is an issue. Where about time they prime and you know get this person. They're probably building this person in a lab right now. Right. They probably won't be ready for six months because you can't just spring this person. They'll be they'll be yay without the <clears throat> without the 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 positive influence. It'll be yay some because even that has some misspeak in it, right? Right, <laughs> like, like I'm able to laugh at it, but that would be detrimental to the brand that is Adidas. To even bring up child about, labor. You ever you ever run into Sebastian Maniscalco, the comedian? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. He could kind of pull it off. He'd be like, "Listen, this guy Kanye and his Hitler thing. You know, a lot of sweatshop kids. What you know, and he could do like with his whole Sebastian ex explanation. I I think anybody. I I think um, that would be a good suggestion. Um, you know, also me. I'm here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm but, spitballing. Uh, LeBron. Uh, How about LeBron? LeBron? LeBron's not good at that either. No. He 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 misspeaks, man. You know, it's like um, he'll, you know, LeBron. I think he's good. LeBron's good at donating money 
standing by causes, but vocally, no, I don't think he has it in him. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> let me see. Stephen A. Smith, uh, I don't even <laughs> think I'll be, I would hear a good one, but I, I would laugh at everything he said. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, Kanye, Kanye is an idiot and you don't need to support him. He, <laughs> you know who's better? You know who's better? Jay Z. Jay Z. Now, Jay Z, if you want to sell some shoes, you get Jay Z. You don't hey. get. <laughs> Listen, fake Stephen A., you actually hit on something. It should be Jay Z because he's had already the. It's established that he's iced Kanye out before. And uh, he could come in and be like, listen, it's very important that we sell these shoes and like do a whole thing, you know, bring Beyonce on board. And that might be the one person who could save Adidas. Yeah, you know, super conflict of interest. And don't Jay-Z got enough. <laughs> like, he just did the Super Bowl. He's counting his billions out the Super Bowl. He'd be counting some more. <laughs> he needs more. He needs he'd be, more. He'd be like, yeah, yeah. Don't we are funded? Don't we funded by Nazis? I know yeah. that sounds bad. I know that sounds bad. But Nike is worse. I don't have any proof. It's just a feeling that it's the worst. Don't do it. They're terrible. <laughs> They're terrible. Uh, well, that's um, that's good. All right, Charles Barkley, he could do it. He's got the key. Charles, Charles Barkley, but he's an idiot. It's a Charles. shoe. Yeah, it just be like I don't have a Charles Barkley impression. This shoe didn't kill nobody. <laughs> this I, shoe didn't lock anybody up and then put anybody on a train to. <laughs> oh, Charles Barkley, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's pretty. Well, good. Jeremy Scipio, where can people find you in public? In public, what's uh, your address? I know, right? Hey, uh, man, you know it's crazy. People have been recognizing me. I do like a walk, you know, a, a walk around my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, I don't wear a hoodie uh, because that hasn't worked out for people like me in the past. But uh, I walk around my neighborhood full, full view, no athletic gear. Um, <laughs> I wear a suit. I wear a full Smart. suit in my neighborhood. Smart. And people, um, they, uh, rec they've been recognizing me lately a lot. And it made me go like, man, like, I, I mean, I haven't stopped yet, but it's been weird. It's been like, oh, man, yo, you do comedy. I saw you. Oh, you know, so uh, I guess that's kind of a good thing. Uh, but most... Nine times out of ten, you can catch me at the comedy store throughout the week. Um, I'm performing there tonight, which is a Monday. Um, two rooms, the original room and the belly room. Mm -hmm. uh, also, um, let me see. Oh, Thursday, you can catch me at the Ice House. That's the 23rd. Yeah, February 23rd. The Ice House is reopening. Uh, I think it reopened last weekend. Uh, Bill Burr did last week. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing it this week. Um, yeah, Ice House uh, in Pasadena, legendary comedy club, one of the oldest comedy clubs, one of the first comedy clubs in the entire world is reopening, and I heard it looks fantastic. So, wow, come check me out there. yeah, eight o'clock awesome. Thursday, February 23rd. All right, I'm gonna come to one of these shows soon. I gotta get back out there, it's been a while, yeah, man, yeah, man, you have to. Uh, Jeremy Scipio, I think I can't thank you enough. Follow him at Jeremy Comedy. Uh, look for the guy without a blue check mark. That's Jeremy. And uh, we're going halvesies, man. That's right. <laughs> Dante Comedy. Hey, <laughs> see if it's available. <laughs> there is some Dante guy. I think who has a Dante comedy. I don't know if you've ever run into him. He's a bald guy and he's got, uh, he's like a comedy manager or something. It pisses yeah, me off. Yeah. Yeah. I know Dante. That's funny. <laughs> you, you know him personally? Um, yeah. I've done his show. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he still does it, you know, but yeah. yeah he's a nice guy. He's a cool guy. I don't like it when people <laughs> that aren't up to my standard have my name. It just disturbs me. Like I look at oh. him and I'm like, oh, yeah. No, you should compete. That. I think you're a more famous Dante. I think you guys should have a you know a Highlander grudge match, and it can only be one. Something. Uh, yeah, mine's is against Jeremy Piven and Jeremy Renner. You know what I'm saying? I got to go against Hawkeye if I want the title of Jeremy. So yeah. I think Sorry. you can take yours. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go exactly. against Avenger. Well, listen, we thank you for your service. Absolutely. I salute you on this President's Day. And, um, oh, I didn't talk about Jimmy Carter. Well, listen. Yo. You know what's going on with him. He's still alive. That's crazy, man. You know, do you think that his family did the whole press release over President's Day weekend expecting that he was going to pass 
And like now it's coming down to the wire. It's 4 p.m., 4.30 on the East Coast, and he's still with us. And so he's not going to get the President's Day death thing. And do you think the, the family kind of jumped the gun? Maybe they should have waited. Man, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess that makes sense. Uh, but it's just really – the timing's amazing. The timing's amazing. Uh, if he can hold on till Memorial Day. <laughs> right now he's got to wait to the next. What's what's is that before July fourth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh Memorial Day weekend is May uh twenty. Was it twenty sixth to twenty ninth? So yeah. Is he Irish? Maybe he could do St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. That's coming up. <laughs> that's is this a leap year? If he died on like February 29th of a leap year, that's also good. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Anyways, yeah, you know, Jimmy Carter, he was a good president. Or no, people didn't like him as a president. He was a good man. Yeah, uh, the, with the, the housing thing, he funded the most houses or something. He, he like built that. them. He's still out there, like, probably up until he went into hospice care, physically building the houses. So you got to you gotta admire him for that. Yeah, I give him credit for not uh, being a showboating president. We don't, you know, that's a rare thing. I think every president going forward is going to showboat and go yeah. over the things that they... Doing. Still lived in a in his tiny two hundred thousand dollar house, you know. I'll, never. I mean, I know more about him from The Simpsons than I do from anything he did in real life. <laughs> yeah, he also had the, the first. He was the first president with that Bill Clinton voice. You know, he kind of talked like this, and then Bill Clinton talks like this. Yeah, <laughs> yo, you should do voices, man. You got this. I'm I'm available, America. Where you know, come on. We could take our Stephen A. and Charles Barkley on the road. Go <laughs> <laughs> to Politicon. Okay. Uh, thanks again. Listen, I know you got to get back to your deployment. I know you're being sent back out to, uh, where is it this time? Kabul? Are we still <laughs> I'm down for whatever, man. As long as they're hiring, <laughs> do comedy, man. I'll be comic relief anywhere. The Taliban comedy special. <laughs> Not far from that. I'll do live, it. Live from Abu Ghraib. Even though that's a rack. Okay. Jeremy Comedy, thank you. I'm going to play my outro now, and then um, I will speak to you off air briefly. Let's go. After this. Have a good life. We will see you soon. Much love. Thank you. Love. All right, Tanya. So once again, thank you to my brother. Tell him your name again. Dante Greco. Two words. Made in America. (laughs) Dante. You're doing great. That's good. I want you to leave my good friend Ringo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hal, Hal. Have a good day.